0: Good, Eisenberg. Welcome to your favorite podcast. The name of the show is Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. Each episode, I interview interesting people. Some of them I know, some of them I'm meeting for the first time on these interviews. Today's guest is Rob Schmidt. He has gone to many, 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 many concerts, especially at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. You may know him as Cookie Monster, wearing Cookie Monster shirts and carrying a little mini cookie to his shows. Today, Rob will explain all these mysteries of the Cookie Monster. All right, everyone, if you've ever been to the Capitol Theater or to Garcia's, chances are you know this guy or you've seen this guy. He's a veteran of going to lots of shows that's right i have rob schmidt as my guest hey rob how are you today
1: Woo! um tired still recovering from j-rad run but you know hanging in there yes it is
0: and whatever j-rad run it was since this show can be heard anytime, time just think j-rad will always be playing or they should be always playing <laughs> All right, Rob, so I want to start off with a question that many people who have known you over the years might not have the clear answer to. Why Cookie Monster? What, what's up with Why Cookie,
1: cookie <laughs> uh oh, Sorry, i at Dave Matthews' show at Saratoga. And uh, I was drinking a little bit going in. We parked in the VIP preferred area, which is behind the venue and then we went to the main lot which is in front of the menu venue sorry uh and uh people started feeding me cookies i did not know these people i guess i should have known what kind of cookies they were but i ate a lot of them and then i separated from my friends and they were medicated cookies and did not have a very good time that evening i pretty much sat by the soundboard while, you know, there was a couple in front of me with like a two-year-old child and they were arguing the whole time. And I was like, how do you bring your child to this environment? And it's not having a good time at all. Uh, I turned to leave the show and I cannot, I, for some reason, I went out the main entrance instead of the VIP entrance. And uh, the only way to get back to that VIP area is apparently through the woods in the dark of which I had no like my cell phone was dying, I had no flashlight, totally separated from my friends. They stuck it out for as long as they could, and I had to wind up walking from Saratoga, the venue, to the town, which is about seven miles. So after that event, I got nicknamed Cookie Monster, and the next time I went to Saratoga, I bought a Cookie Monster onesie and wore it just to... You know, as an apology to that I I had screwed up and got separated from everyone, and as <laughs> <laughs> and a joke, of course.
0: And it's held up, and it's held up yeah. for a bunch of years to the point where you wear Cookie Monster shirts and hats, and you, I mean, and the fact that I know that you've been having that little Cookie Monster, that you've been bringing to shows recently, and just giving to famous people and, and people on the bands you see, and
1: Exciting. yeah like people have been giving me cool cookie monster merchandise and i just figured i should incorporate them into the shows i go to and uh Well,
0: wow, so people have just been giving it to you since it's like people just know you as cookie monster or cookie and they just show up
1: yeah <laughs> they're like oh i was thinking of you i got this i'm like oh that's cool nothing extravagant you know They'll, Mini, mini, mini cookie m at mini cookie m on instagram uh, he's a, uh, you know i was like you know, i see people with cool little stuff that they take pictures of shows that with and i was like yeah let's roll with it see what happens
0: excellent so you're cookie monster and you tend to go to a lot of shows a lot of shows i mean the fact that you live very close to the Capitol Theater. I think definitely is a big help for you. Um, so what, are, what have been some of your um, favorite experiences in the few years since the Capitol reopened?
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you could write a book just, about this.
1: Actually not. I, You know, to really remember, I'd have to, like, look through my pictures and really think about it. I just see so much stuff that I kind of just pushes the old stuff out of my brain immediately <laughs> you know it's it, it's been awesome seeing phil there so many times and uh you know any anytime a big band goes through there and i get in it's it's always interesting it's not always the best thing but it's always fun and i just love the capital itself i mean i walk in there and i know like you know dozens of people i know all the staff it's just it's like home <laughs>
0: Yes, the the fact that – and how does it feel sometimes when there's a show somewhere, let's say, like at the Beacon or the Kings or some band you'd be more interested in, but it's a hike sometimes?
1: Oh, my – it's all a hike, and, you know, I, everyone loves the Beacon. I don't care for the Beacon that much. Beacon people, if you're listening to this, rip the chairs out of the orchestra, and you're going to have a much better venue. It's going to be amazing. Uh Kings is impossible to get to. Uh, Yeah, I just, I will see pretty much anything at the Capitol Theater over anything else. (laughs) I'm I'm not too picky about, I'm I'm picky about what I like as far as music goes, but as far as a venue, I mean, you can't go wrong going there for any show.
0: Agreed. It's... It's just got so much history. As you said, the orchestra with all the seats removed, which when I first heard they were doing that, I was a little skeptical about it. But, yeah, it makes sense. I remember that show, that Matishahu Shahu show in December of 2012. Were you there for, for that one?
1: Yes, I was. I and, believe that was the Festival of Lights.
0: It was, the fe- it was yes, and the fact that there was... There were It was GA, but it was seated because they had a bunch of seated shows in the middle of it, and they didn't take it out, and it just felt wrong. <laughs> and it made the venue feel just so much bigger and the crowd so much smaller. I think it was the Rascals run that was happening in, in the middle of around the, that Matish Yahoo show.
1: I went to that as well.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. And so many other things going on right now. So so let's just go from the Capitol to Brooklyn Ball. Did Marco really give you that keyboard? What happened?
1: Uh you want the whole story?
0: <laughs> yeah, or or whatever is safe for our listening audience.
1: Oh, every, everything's safe. Uh basically I was running late and my buddy Sam Hirsch always told down or a rail spot for me. I don't know how he does it, but he's magic that way. And shout out to my buddy, Sam Hirsch for doing that. And, uh, so he just like put some stuff on the stage and he goes out to, he was staying at a hotel by across the street. And I guess we had just passed each other. Cause I had just gotten in and he texted me. He's like, dude, this something weird just happened to me. Uh, there's a guy in a car. He's unloading some stuff. And, He's like, hey, you want to buy a keyboard? <laughs> and that got Sam's attention, and Sam then realizes it's Marco Benevento who's about to play that evening on the uh, last night of the j Rad run. And, uh, you know, so Sam comes back later. We're joking about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I had I do, done some certain funny things throughout the run. You know, I brought a, a clown nose for Marco to wear, which he had worn. I believe it was the previous night crowd surfing, and uh, that night I brought a a gnome hat <laughs> for Marco to wear, which unfortunately he didn't. But uh,
0: come on, Marco! <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll get I'll get him to wear that stupid gnome hat one of these days. Uh, and, but it was it's prominent on on the feed, on you know it's on his rig for the whole show, but. Uh, like they're like right when they're about to start, I'm like, hey Marco, you know, I I like get his attention. I'm like, you know, gnome hat that I brought that, and he was like, yeah, I figured. And uh, so uh, at set break, he immediately comes up to me, uh, shakes my hand, and he's be like, hey, how's it going? You know, uh, I got this keyboard for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and we still don't know. If... Marco's a joking kind of guy, so we're never very sure if he's serious or not about it and uh i'm like dude i i, I fucking want that thing I, I, I want that keyboard i don't i could play maybe two and a half songs on the keys but i still want that keyboard he's like okay cool man cool and uh he goes off uh they come back they play a blistering second set and uh then a very you know somber but beautiful encore and uh you know, I I have a ton of photography gear and stuff that I have on the rails with me. I'm just packing up and taking my time trying to get my people together to get get out of there and Marco comes out to take care of some stuff and talk to people and he's like, You you want that keyboard? <laughs> and I'm like, Well how much? And he's like, I don't know. And uh then I kind of start getting into a bidding war with my buddy Sam Hirsch. And I'm like, ah, he's bidding me up on the price. <laughs> but luckily Sam is not a very focused individual and starts talking to some people, probably females, and leaves to go to his hotel, uh, probably alone. <laughs> but he had, he had left his computer bag behind and also, more importantly, the keyboard and the keyboard negotiation. So I had asked Marco, you know, what's the price of it new? And he told me, and then I gave him a, you know, a price, a very fair, fair price for me and for him probably. And, uh, he was like, all right, that's, that's cool. You're going to be here for a little bit. I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. My friends don't ever leave early. (laughs) And, uh, what happened after that? <laughs> I,
0: uh, Somehow you got the keyboard, and now you
1: have oh, ownership got, of this keyboard. I got the keyboard. Yeah, he he like he loved it. Loved it that he. I had no idea of the size of the keyboard. <laughs> like from because I'd only seen it from far away. And then when Marco had a helper, <laughs> a stagehand, help him get the keyboard off the stage to me I was like uh oh <laughs> because I had taken public transportation there and had arranged for a ride coming back and my friend Bridget she has a tiny Honda and well, I, I was like I kind of freaked out for a second and I was like oh Sam left his computer bag here he's staying at the hotel across the street he has a large vehicle <laughs> i call sam thankfully he picks up i'm like don't even mention the keyboard i'm like uh, you left your computer back here he's like oh my god thank you so much he comes back and i'm like look what i got <laughs> <laughs> he's like and he's just like you f***. and uh and then i had him help me bring it to his car that was parked at the garage at the hotel across the street and of course every person we passed leaving the Brooklyn bowl was like tinkling the ivories. And, you know, you'd think if you left a club with a large piece of, of equipment, security might say something. Yeah. They didn't say anything. <laughs> I think, I think we shook their hands on the way. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the uh, that's the story of how I got Marco Benevento's keyboard.
0: Excellent. And so what's next for you and the keyboard?
1: Uh I don't know. I got a, I need accessories for it. That Marco's kind of a cheap bastard and didn't throw anything in. <laughs> a road case would have been nice. <laughs> uh uh I need a, a DC plug. I need uh I need an amp for it. I need all the cords. So uh So for everyone who's been getting
0: Rob Cookie Monster stuff, you know what to get him next.
1: <laughs> and and Cookie Monster theme chords, please. At least blue. <laughs> there
0: there you go. And you were just mentioning briefly about when you were at the rail and that you had your camera equipment. Tell me about how you got into the concert photography part of this being a fan.
1: I, I, I don't know. I've always dabbled with photography uh, you know, ever since I was young and... Is actually the one th- one thing in my life that I've been pretty good at, and uh, I just started taking a point-and-shoot when the cap, you know, opened. I I thought I bought a nice camera, a decent point-and-shoot, and it turns out it was not a good camera for taking concert photography. And I was like, it's something that it that just interested me. I just wanted to capture the moment. There's a lot of power and passion that you can capture when people are performing on stage, and the lighting is amazing, and you you never know what you what you can capture when you're shooting up there. And then I just started buying some better and better. Uh, I bought a, a better DSLR, which I can sneak into some places, and uh, I bought a really good uh, pointed shoot, which most places allow. And I've just been grabbing grabbing great shots ever since.
0: That's awesome. So you can set up a gallery show at Garcia's, including all your photos and the keyboard.
1: I could do that. I could do that. There might not be enough room on the walls for all the pictures I've taken. <laughs> I think I, uh, I don't know the exact number of pictures I took of the JRAD run, but I would imagine it was close to 20,000 pictures.
0: 20,000 pictures of just six shows of Joe Russo's Almost Dead. And, yeah. and this doesn't even cut the surface of just all your years. Like, give so Rob, let's let's end this with um, what was your first concert, and, and what brought you there?
1: <laughs> That's a boring one, actually. It was uh, uh, Depeche Mode, I believe, in like 1987
0: at Jones Beach. Wow! So you go from all... Depeche Mode at Jones Beach before it had a sponsor on its name.
1: <laughs> to where you are now. You know, it's just uh, the one thing I recall from that show is that I just remember the band trying to get the audience to clap, and I was like, "Why is the music still playing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the instruments are still playing." At the, they're you know, all the band members are trying to make the audience clap by clapping their hands.
0: Yep. For for me, I'm not sure what officially was my first concert because I saw Fish at Madison Square Garden in 1998. But back in the spring of 1990, the Nintendo Power Fest was at the Javits Center. It was this Nintendo show with all these NESs and Game Boys set up, and to close the night, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince played a set. And I'm like, was that a concert? Or was that not a concert? But but it's still fun. That's, to, that's,
1: that's, that's a concert.
0: But I can say, I was there, and
1: um, unless you want Fish to be your first concert, then I would never mention that story ever again, especially on a podcast. I
0: think it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on who the audience is and who who cares. Some people will be like, Oh yeah, my first show was Fish, and sometimes I'm like, You know, I saw DJ Jazzy Jeff for the Fresh Prince in 1990. How cool is that? All right, Rob. Any final thoughts? So we got Mini Cookie. Am on instagram anywhere else you'd like to invite people to check you out and your stuff
1: uh i'm i'm at robears r-o-h-b-e-h-r-s on insta completely separate from cookie cookies 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 his own entity now you know, is I, just I cookie is yeah, cookies just
0: cookie cookie is his own, own entity stuff. yet sesame workshops not being compensated for all the success
1: no, but hopefully we get big enough that we can save Sesame Street.
0: Yes, you can save Sesame Street. Yes, yes, you'll, you're you're say you're single-handedly saving Sesame Street, and of course you can find him generally at the ra- on the rail at the Capitol Theater. All right, Rob, Rob Schmidt, everyone, thank you, Rob, for for wake, staying awake to take this call.
1: No problem. Take care, Ian. Uh, I'll see you somewhere. I'll see you I'll soon,
0: All right, see you Bye. soon. Thank you to Rob Schmidt for being my guest. Call again, being tired after seeing many, many, many Jerusso's Almost Dead shows. Thank you for listening to Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. I invite you to check out my website, Eisenberg.com. That is I-S-A-N-B-E-R-G.com. We'll see you on the next episode of Eisenberg.